0: Entrepreneur on Fire episode, wait for it, 1000. Thank you, Fire Nation. It's been, wow, quite an amazing journey. And before we dive into what's going to be an epic, Episode. I've really spent a lot of time doing a lot of cool things for you within this episode. I just want to take a second to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being with me on this journey of a thousand Entrepreneur on Fire episodes. Who would have thunk it? Who would have known? But here we are, Fire Nation, and I couldn't be more excited. I have some pretty awesome clips from some pretty awesome people that I can't wait to share with you. But the real thanks comes to, again, you, Fire Nation. Thank you for pushing that play button day in, day out. Thank you for being there with me. I look forward to continuing to provide you with content every single day for some time to come. And until then, Fire Nation, prepare to ignite.
1: John, this is Tim Ferriss. Congrats on number 1,000. Yeah! Hey, John, what's up? Pat here from smartpassiveincome.com, and I just wanted to congratulate you on 1,000 episodes. I don't know how you did it, man, but I'm glad I helped to start it all out because for those of you who don't know, I was episode number one. So congratulations, man. Take care. And here's to the next thousand episodes for Entrepreneur on Fire. Love you, bud.
2: Hey, John, it's Jamie. Congratulations. Over a thousand episodes. You rock.
1: Hey, this is Lewis Howes from the School of Greatness podcast, and a big congratulations to John Lee Dumas, an entrepreneur on fire, for reaching 1,000 episodes. Yeah! Hey, John. Michael Hyatt here. Congratulations on your 1,000th episode. That is an amazing milestone, my friend. Keep at it. Hey, John. Cliff Ravenscraft here from PodcastAnswerMan.com. And hey, I just needed to take a moment to congratulate you on 1,000 episodes of Entrepreneur on Fire. You, my friend, are an example of someone who has certainly taken podcasting to the next level.
2: Hey, what's up, John? It's Chris Ducker here from ChrisDucker.com. And I just wanted to say a big, big congratulations to you and everybody over at Entrepreneur on Fire for hitting 1,000 episodes. No Small feet, my friend. You continue to blaze your own trail in your own very special way. And that's why I love you. Congrats again. Hey there, this is Amy Porterfield. And I have to say, holy cow, a thousand episodes. That is so impressive. Congratulations, Entrepreneur on Fire. I can't believe you've made it to a thousand. Here's to many, many more.
0: Hey, John, it's Chase and Corbett. From Fizzle.co and we wanted
1: to say congratulations, man. Huge congrats, John. Big milestone. Keep it hot and crispy and ignite all the things. Ignite all the things. John, congratulations on 1-0-0-0. one zero zero zero. One thousand episodes, man. That is a lot. This is Michael Stelsner from the social media marketing podcast. Here's to your next one thousand. Hey John, it's Greg at Mobile Marketing Engine. Congrats on episode 1000. Keep on doing what you do so well and inspiring entrepreneurs around the world to ignite. Here's to the next 1000 and the next bottle of Oban is on me. What's up, John? This is David Seitman-Garland from The Rise to the Top. Create also online courses and course cats. And I am just here to congratulate you on episode 1000. Looking forward to the next 1000 as well. Hey, John, this is James Altucher. And this
0: is Claudia Azula Altucher.
1: Congrats on your 1000th episode. I am so envious and you've done such a great job. Congratulations.
2: Congratulations.
1: JLD. It is Michael O'Neill here from the Solopreneur Hour. Hey, man, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being such a great friend. And congratulations on 1,000 inspirational episodes. You have raised the bar for the rest of us. Hey, John. Rick Mulready here. I am prepared to ignite as I'm out of my morning walk this morning. That's uh, very much inspired by your morning walks that we talk a lot about. Figured this would be a good time to record a quick little congratulatory video. Super pumped for you that you've hit episode number 1,000 in such a short amount of time. That's crazy. Um, but uh, congratulations, my friend. Here's to many more episodes. Hi, John. It's Ryan Lee. And congrats on episode number 1,000. You are on fire, my friend. Hey, John. Rich Brooks here. 1,000 episodes? Is that even possible? Anyways, congrats. Hey, J.D. It's Nick Unsworth. Congrats on episode 1,000. Fist bump! Hey, John Lee Dumas. It's Andrew Warner from Mixer G. And when you first asked me to do an interview with you, I thought you were just another guy asking me to do an interview because, frankly, I've done interviews for years, and everyone who starts an interview seems to come to me as one of their first passes. But most of them disappear, and you didn't. You just kept going. You published my interview, then you published dozens more. Then you got to a hundred. Then you got to three hundred. Then you got to five hundred. And now here you are at a 1,000 because you're a guy who just sticks to things. And it's one of the things that I admire about you, your ability to just keep producing. The other thing I admire about you is how helpful you are to your friends. I've learned so much from you about how to get my podcast up on iTunes, how to get more people to download it. And I really appreciate it. And I'm grateful to you for being such a good friend. I'm looking forward to seeing people from Fire Nation on the boat. Podcastcruise.com to learn more. And congratulations again on hitting 1,000 interviews.
0: Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop, where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast and answer any questions you have. Text PARADISE to 33444 to claim your spot today. That's paradise to 33444. Ignite. Want access to fill-in-the-blank marketing templates built by pros that do marketing for a living? Generate more leads and sales online. Download digitalmarketer.com's ultimate digital marketing toolbox at digitalmarketer.com slash fire. Looking for a website host that provides 24-7 live support, one-click WordPress installs, and an easy website builder? Visit hostcater.com slash fire and the number 30 for a 30% discount today.
2: Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? Kate Erickson here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, John Lee Dumas. John, are you prepared to ignite?
0: Kate, let's light those firecrackers because we have a doozy of a show for Fire Nation today.
2: All right. (laughs) John had a rough decade, which we'll refer to as his 20s. After graduating from Providence College at the age of 22, John spent four difficult, scary and rewarding years as an active duty officer to include a 13 month tour of duty in Iraq. John promptly spent the rest of his 20s failing, but managed to have some fun along the way. From backpacking in India for four months and appearing in the number one Bollywood movie of 2009 to winning a car on the price of right, John managed to mix failure with fun and a dose of optimism. John, why don't you take a minute, fill in any blanks from the intro and give us a glimpse into your personal life.
0: Well, how can I improve upon that intro? I don't think it's possible. I mean, the <laughs> Bollywood movie in 2009. We have a little clip of that in the About Me page. Winning a car on the prices, right? We have on my About Me page as well. So Fire Nation, go check it out. I think you'd get a kick out of those two clips and uh, a little uh, fun side of JLD.
2: They are great clips. I've <laughs> seen them many times. <laughs> All right, John. So you're at a networking party. Someone asks you what you do. In 10 seconds, how do you respond?
0: I say, I host an internet radio show, also known as a podcast, called Entrepreneur on Fire, where I interview today's most successful and inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. That's it. That's my 10 second little elevator pitch. And Kate and I are actually talking Fire Nation over breakfast this morning about this question and, and why I brought it into Entrepreneur on Fire. The reason is because a lot of my listeners were saying, hey, John, we don't quite feel like we know what the guest of Entrepreneur on Fire does until a little too late in the interview. So we kind of brought this in for that little elevator pitch, so to speak. And what's kind of funny is that being in San Diego, we use Uber all the time. And this question gets asked to us every single time we get into an Uber, which is like basically an entrepreneurial taxi for those who haven't heard of it. And it's kind of funny to see either the Uh, driver's eyes light up with understanding of a podcast or just remain very cloudy and dim because they've never heard of it, which is why I feel like I have to say an internet radio show because that kind of clicks with everybody. What's What you say, Kate?
2: Well, I actually, I love that you added this question in there because I think it's a really good thing for any entrepreneur to think about. I mean, it isn't usually until you're in a situation where somebody says, so what do you do? That you really take (laughs) the time to think about, oh wow, how do I actually describe to somebody in a short period of time and really communicate what it is that I do so I like that you added this in there because I think anybody listening should right now be thinking about what their 10 seconds is going to sound like I
0: love it so when I'm kind of curious about you know not being the host today of entrepreneur on fire I mean what exactly do you have in store for me what what are we going to be sharing with fire nation I'm, I'm kind of in the dark
2: So today we're going to chat about the top five lessons learned from 999 episodes. (laughs) So Fire Nation, John and I have handcrafted episode 1000 to not only chat about the top five lessons learned from our incredible guests over the past two years and 10 months, Two years and 10 months. Can you believe it? <laughs> but that's not all we're going to cover. We've also included a call to action and a challenge for each of the top five lessons. We're going to make this an episode that you will not forget. All right. So, John, are you ready to dive in to the top five? Let's ignite. Uh-huh. All right, so you kick it off. What's number five?
0: Yeah, and a little insight, Fire Nation. I definitely know what's coming up here. Kate and I sat down. We spent a lot of time on our couch here going back and forth about what these top five are, what they should be, coming up with great CTAs, calls to action, as well as challenges, because we want to bring the most valuable episode possible to you for episode 1000. Now, you know, we didn't go ahead and write books for each one of these because we want the freedom to kind of just have have a natural conversation about it. So a lot of times we are going to be short and sweet, but then again, we're going to expound when it comes to the CTA and challenge. So the, so the first one, it's actually number five, because we're going in ascending order. So we'll end with number one. If you want to be, do. It's a quote you've heard if you've listened to Entrepreneur on Fire in the past, because I love it, I'm obsessed with it. And the reason why we're using it as number five is because it's such a consistent theme with an Entrepreneur on Fire. None of my past guests ever started being good at that thing that they're now incredibly successful with right now. They were able to embrace being bad. They were able to embrace failure. They were able to embrace failure fear and the imposter syndrome. These are all things that every single one of my guests had to do. And to explain it on a high level, Michael Jordan did not hit his first foul shot. Tiger Woods did not hit a hole in one in his first golf swing. In fact, he probably didn't even hit the the golf ball, to be honest with you. So you, like me, Fire Nation, have to embrace being bad, embrace failure, embrace mistakes, the fear, the imposter syndrome, that voice inside your head. I was a bad podcaster for a long time, but I knew the only way for me to ever get good was to do that thing. So what is it that you want to do? Embrace that and drive forward knowing there's going to be fear, failure, and the imposter syndrome voice inside your head all day long. So what say you, Kate?
2: So important to think about embracing all these things that you're talking about, John, I mean, embracing being bad, embracing failure, that stuff is tough to do. This is not easy. If it were easy, everybody be doing it, right? Why don't you talk about like, embracing that fear and that imposter syndrome when you started podcasting? I mean, talk about your fears in launching your own podcast, like talk about what held you back and how you were able to get past that.
0: Yeah, and this is going to actually be the call to action section, Fire Nation. This is the CTA because... I looked within myself, and this is the call to action, look within yourself and find a passion that you have. I had a passion for talking to successful entrepreneurs. I loved listening to them. I knew I'd love to actually have a voice in that conversation, so that was a passion that I had, and I knew that I was gonna be bad. I had never done it before. Whatever you think that you're passionate about, maybe it's windsurfing, maybe it's piano, doing an Ironman, poems, if you've never done that thing, you will be bad, or at least not very good when you start. But if you want to do that thing, you need to do that actual thing. It's kind of like this math equation I love. If you want to be X, do X. And it's that simple math equation, replace X with that word. I want to be a podcaster. I have to podcast, plain and simple. So that call to action, look within yourself, find a passion that you have and really commit To, you know, to just being okay with being scared about it, of being fearful, of being bad. And Kate, I don't know where this came up because I've never said it before, but I kind of like the segue of what say you, Kate?
2: Yeah, I was just going to ask you (laughs) what show you've been watching. No, I seriously (laughs) was. I'm like, I got to ask John what show he's been watching that is, I'm not sure if it's uh, maybe like old English, or if you've watched a pirate movie?
0: You know, I cannot put a finger on it. There's actually a show I've been watching (laughs) called The Quest, which is a reality TV show, really interesting. Um, Maybe it's from that, because that is like old English kind of type of thing, but I'm just going to go with it because I love it. (laughs)
2: All right. Well, what I say is, you know, you've been this really succinct if you want to be due. I think another important way to look at that or to maybe just say it in some different words is that there's no silver bullet. There's no one thing that's going to get you from point A all the way to, you know, X. And sometimes what it takes to get to the next milestone or to accomplish one of your big goals is you just have to get in there and start doing it. And embracing being bad and embracing failure, we talk about doing that because you cannot avoid these things. They are a part of your journey and they're a part of what's gonna get you to where you wanna be. So John, what is the challenge that you have for Fire Nation?
0: And to kind of share with Fire Nation the point of the challenge, there's gonna be a challenge on every single one of these five great takeaways over the first thousand episodes. And my goal actually is to have you, Fire Nation, over the course of the upcoming months, complete each and every one of these challenges. Because believe me, if you do, mind blown, period. Because you will just be shocked at what happens when you complete these five challenges. At the very minimum, I hope you really resonate with at least one of these And commit to starting this challenge today. I was telling Katie again over breakfast that about, I don't know, 50 episodes ago, we had Brian Kelly and he was talking about the 30-day cold water, uh, cold shower challenge. And man, I got hundreds and hundreds of emails from Fire Nation who picked up that challenge and ran with it. So if there's one, two, or five of these challenges that you are going to run with the Fire Nation, Email us. We want to know john@entrepreneuronfire.com. You'll get a direct response from me. Challenge number one from this number five is: first off, read the book "Start Something Stupid" by Richie Norton. Past guest of Entrepreneur on Fire. Just type Richie in the search bar. You'll get to that episode, guys. The most impactful and powerful failure story that has ever been on Entrepreneur on Fire. It evoked more emails to me of the fact of listeners coming to tears than any other episode I've ever had. So first off, that's just a shout out to that. And just the book itself is all about starting something stupid that number one, other people might call stupid. Number two, you might think it's kind of stupid, but you know what? You have a stupid passion for it. And so do that. And this book is going to give you that guideline and that outline for it. The title says it all. And then come up with a 30 day challenge where you're going to start something that both excites you and scares you. And you're going to do that challenge daily. Document your process. Be consistent. Key is the most key word in your vocabulary. Be consistent with the documenting of that process and you will be shocked at where you are in 30 days. What say you, Kate?
2: Every single day, really be consistent. 30 days, you can do this. Just something every day. And John, I feel like we need a hashtag for this. <laughs> Should we do like hashtag EO fire challenge?
0: Let's do it. I love it.
2: Awesome. So yeah, definitely shoot us emails. We really want to see where you guys are at on this. I know you can do this email us let us know about it use hashtag eO fire challenge and let us know where you're at so John let's move to number four
0: fire nation the riches are in the niches I mean I cannot tell you how many crazy wacky unique awe-inspiring niches in industries that pass guests of entrepreneur fire, have made absolute successes out of. You've heard me say it before, but this is really important for this number four, is one inch wide, one mile deep. Stop trying to do everything. Stop trying to be everything for everybody. If you try to resonate with everybody, you are simply going to resonate with no one. So often the failure stories on Entrepreneur on Fire come from my guests who tried at first to go one mile wide, making little indents everywhere, just getting lost in the noise, not making an impact with everybody. But as soon as they just flip the script went one inch wide, and just crushed down into the core a mile. I'm talking down to the core of earth. That's when they started finding their success. What say you, Kate?
2: <laughs> this one resonates with me like you wouldn't believe, John, because you know about my journey with Kate's copy quite well. And for everyone in Fire Nation who has not heard me talk about Kate's copy before, which is probably a majority of you, this was my first entrepreneurial venture. This was the first time I stepped out of the corporate world. I tried to start a business And I was trying to resonate with everyone. Kate's copy was offering marketing services. I was trying to help people with their social media. I wanted to help people improve their online presence. John, do you remember sitting me down one day and saying, (laughs) Kate, look, you are never going to get anywhere with Kate's copy because this was post six months of me launching Kate's copy. I was doing networking. I was I had a website. I was creating content. I thought I was doing everything right, but I had zero clients. And John, I so clearly remember the day that you sat down and you told me you are never going to get a client when you keep trying to offer everything to everyone. And the next day, I just wanted to see what would happen if I put this up on my web page. And instead of offering these, you know, marketing services and improving your online presence, and I can write copy for you and I can help you with social media, I literally put up a splash page that said, I will edit your ebook for Kindle. That's all. If you are writing a book and you want it pub- published on Amazon on the Kindle platform, I will edit and format it for you. John, I had three clients within 24 hours. Mind blown. See, I mean, this is the power of what you're talking about, (laughs) niching one mile or sorry, one inch wide, one mile deep, because I was doing the exact opposite and I wasn't getting anywhere with it. So when you can start speaking to that specific person with a very specific uh, solution to their biggest problem, you can't publish your book on Amazon unless you have it edited and formatted. So I was speaking to a very specific group about a very specific thing. John, what's a call to action that we have?
0: Call to action, Fire Nation. Look at your business. Are you currently experiencing the type of momentum and traction that you'd like to be? If you're not then sit down, niche your idea down, niche it again, and then niche again until it hurts, until you're just in this one tiny space that you actually in your mind might be like, oh my God, there might not be enough clients here for me. Guess what? Then you know you've got to the right place. You can always expand back out afterwards, Fire Nation, but you got to get the momentum going. That's how you're going to do it. A quick example that comes to mind These fitness coaches out there love you to death, but if you're just going to be Mr. Fitness or Mrs. Fitness to everybody, that doesn't resonate with me. Let's give an example of how you could potentially resonate with somebody and get some traction going. You're not just going to help people get into shape. You're going to help women get into shape, not just women, but women that just gave birth to a baby, and you're going to get them to pre Birth or I say pre-pregnancy within six months. That is a super niche. And guess what? Every woman that has given birth and is ready to get back to pre-pregnancy weights, boom. You have a perfectly ideal targeted client. Your, your content, your copy, everything is gonna speak to them. The referrals are gonna start coming in. You can build traction and momentum there and then see where you wanna grow your business from that point, random stuff. So what say you, Kate?
2: Random? That's an amazing niche. <laughs> totally off,
0: my, off the top of my head, which is why I was like, is it pre-pregnancy? Is it pre-whatever?
2: <laughs> yeah, right. And here you are speaking to pregnant women. I love it. Boom. All right. So let's talk about the challenge that goes along with this call to action so that we can get people taking action.
0: Challenge. Sit down, Fire Nation, and actually define your niche as you right now see it. Find that niche within the niche that you think best serves your current best avatar we all know who that best avatar that best perfect client is that person that actually tweets and follows and likes our stuff reach out to that avatar and have a conversation say hey can i talk to you on skype for 15 minutes and then see firsthand how much of an impact you serving them so much better and so much more laser focus would be and then get some ideas from them ask them where do the where do you hang out what other what other entrepreneurs or industry leaders do you follow? You know, what Facebook and LinkedIn groups are you in? Get niched down into that perfect avatar and start serving them and only them. Great book about this, The Pumpkin Plan by Michael Michalowicz, past guest of Entrepreneur on Fire. Unbelievable episode. Kate, take it away.
2: Well, this is actually one of my favorites, too. One of my favorite challenges, that is, because I think it's important to talk here real quick, too, about The fact that not everything in your business, especially when you're just starting out, is going to be scalable and getting on the phone and having these conversations is one of the most important things you can do in your business. John, you and I still do this today in our business when we're creating new products or coming up with new services. It's so important to actually speak directly to your avatar and get that real feedback from them. So do you have anything to say kind of about the whole not everything has to be scalable in your business?
0: Especially when you start, things should not be scalable. In fact, the Y Combinator genius himself, Brad Feld, is famous for his quote, do things that don't scale. Because when you start, there's no way you're going to get that initial traction and momentum unless you have those one-on-one conversations, unless you build a foundation that's the right foundation and the right direction you want to go in. So do things that don't scale. That's a direct order from JLD. Day.
2: Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is our number three lesson learned?
0: Number three lesson learned. Enjoy the journey, Fire Nation. Great quote by Earl Nightingale, which I cannot quote enough. Success and happiness is the gradual realization of a worthy ideal. As you can tell by the stressing of my words, the key words there are gradual and worthy. You want to be gradually realizing a, a worthy ideal. It's not just getting to that finish line of any ideal, it's the gradually realizing of that worthy ideal that you can be proud of, that you can put your stake in the ground about. And so many people, so many, have had their heads down as life races by. They reach their finish line that they defined, they look up and they realize that it was just a hollow and meaningless victory that the accomplishment that they actually have was wasted because they wasted the thing that was really important. That was their journey, their life, time. And the enjoyment of the journey needs to be the focus. And so often people do nothing but have their heads down, climbing a ladder, getting to the top, peering over the side and saying, man, I'm climbing the wrong ladder.
2: I think this is really a great thing to think about in business. But John, this can really be applied to so many different things. I look back to being in college. And I just remember every single day waking up and being like, Oh, I don't want to go to class today. I can't believe I'm doing four years of this. When is this going to be over? I just can't wait to graduate. And now I look back and I'm like, man, I missed out on so much because all I was doing was looking forward to that graduation day. And truth be told, I got my degree and all I really have are the experiences left from that because my degree didn't get me a single job that I had after that. But I do know that there was a lot of valuable experiences during that time. And that's one thing that I look back on. And I really wish that I could have maybe been enjoying that journey a bit more. Can you think about some you know, experience in your life that you kind of feel that way about?
0: Well, number one, I, I kind of feel bad every now and then when you and I talk And have conversations about our college experiences because, I mean, I was as, you know, naive as anybody um, in college and, you know, not knowing that these days needed to be just held onto and, and just grasped onto. But just from a lot of things coming together and a lot of luck, I had the best four years in college, amazing friends, amazing experiences, so much fun. And it was so much fun that I was able to step back a number of times and say, man, these are amazing times. And plus, I remember a lot of the uh, like juniors and seniors, even people that would come back for alumni would be like, John, every day is golden. Make sure you appreciate it. So I look back on my college days and say, thank goodness I had that slight understanding. It was still a naive understanding, but a slight understanding that I need to just really appreciate this journey because this journey is never coming around again. And, and that's one thing that I'm really thankful for. But, you know, there are definitely times in the army where I would just be like, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to, as soon as my alarm clock went off, I'm like, I cannot wait until I can get home at like 6pm tonight. Like that's when my life will start. And I kind of just, you know, it's just kind of I don't know what the right word is, but just kind of stumbled and struggled through those days when I could have just been like, you know what, I'm just going to make the best of it because there's no reason not to. And that I think is a really important thing. And it kind of does lead us to our call to action, Kate. Take it away. CTA, Fire Nation, actually put time into your calendar weekly to reflect upon your journey and be grateful And guess what? If you're not finding much to be grateful for, that's a red flag. And it's better to identify that now than later. And the reality is so few of us give ourselves space on a week-to-week basis to actually step back from the noise, step back from the craziness, step back from the mundane agenda that we've set for ourselves to actually say, hey, is this really a direction and a journey that I wanna be on? So give yourself reflection time every single week have it in your calendar just block it out it can start at 30 minutes that's all you need per week and just call it reflection time and just push back from your desk you know maybe take a walk outside with nothing and just reflect on your current situation
2: and I think another thing that I want to add here is that when you are reflecting, just because you, you might be coming up with like roadblocks and maybe some dead ends that you feel like you're hitting. You know, John, you talked about your days in the army. I talked a bit about my days in college. Those roadblocks and, and perhaps some dead ends that we might have run into, those weren't necessarily like low points or negative things because they're something that has added to our experience. They're something that has helped us get where we are today. So, When you do reflect and, you know, you you look back on the things that you can be grateful for, you know, that doesn't just span all these positive, happy moments. I'm really, really grateful for a lot of very tough times that I've had in my life because I know that that's a a part of the reason why I am where I am today. So I really encourage you to not just look back, reflect on your journey and be grateful for all the positive things that are happened. That have happened, you know, it's also about those roadblocks and the lessons that we've learned as a result of some of the failures that we've had that really are some of the strongest points in our journey. John, what is the challenge that we have for Fire Nation? Fire Nation, try
0: journaling for 30 days. It can just be a moleskin blank where you're just getting down and you're just writing in it. Five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. But again, the consistency is key. And guess what? This might not be for you, and that's okay. But you'll never know until you do something consistently for a minimum of 30 days. So this is our challenge. Try journaling. There's a great journal out there. I've actually had the founders of the 5 minute journal on entrepreneur on fire so you can check out the 5minutejournal.com that's great because it's all about affirmations what you're grateful for kind of guide you along the journaling process so you can you know spend 25 bucks and get that or just spend 5 bucks and get a moleskin but the key thing is here sit down every single day for 30 days and make a commitment to journaling and it can be whatever you want your current thoughts you know, your struggles, your successes, your happiness, your sadness, whatever it is, just take up this challenge. You might be shocked at how awesome it is or you might realize that, hey, it's just not for me. Either way, at least you know. Kate, what say you?
2: I'm gonna put you on the spot right now. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. If you had to guess, what percentage of the guests on Entrepreneur on Fire have talked about the impact that journaling and reflection and taking this time out from all the noise has had on their success?
0: 65%.
2: Wow. So that's huge. Way more than 50% of the successful entrepreneurs we've had on Entrepreneur on Fire have said that journaling and reflection has had a huge impact on Their success. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, hey, mic drop. But (laughs) we still have two more, so I'm not dropping the mic. (laughs) All right, John. What's number two?
0: Number two is the dip. This is a huge realization we've learned that the entrepreneurial journey is a roller coaster. We all experience dips as entrepreneurs. We have to be ready and we have to know that it's coming. And we have to identify whether, hey, is it time to number one, stay the course? number two, pivot, or number three, quits. These are all things that we need to consider and they're all reasonable and potential options. You know, sometimes, and I love this, and we're gonna get into this a little bit when we talk about Seth Godin's book, The Dip, in a little bit. The only way to get out of a hole is to stop digging. Sometimes, sometimes that's just a reality. You have to say, you know what, I am in this hole, I'm digging and I've actually taken a step back and I've given myself some space so now I realize and I just need to stop digging in this hole. But sometimes that's not the case, sometimes a pivot, or just continuing to dig to strike that gold. So there's no simple answer here, and that can be frustrating, but that is the reality of the world that we live in. So when you approach these types of situation, situations as an entrepreneur, it's important that you have the right support in place, whether it's an accountability partner, or a mastermind group, having others to turn to for advice along the journey is priceless. And we're going to be chatting a little bit about the power of accountability and masterminds and all this stuff in a couple seconds.
2: John, I think that the dip is, like you said, one of the most difficult positions you'll find yourself in as an entrepreneur is, you know, in that hole trying to determine whether or not it's, you know, you should stay the course, pivot or quit, you know, stop digging. I think our call to action today, though, for this is going to help folks out who might be listening and saying, yes, I feel like I'm in a dip. So let's talk about our call to action so that we can guide people a bit here.
0: Yeah. And I feel like you have a good handle on this call to action, Kate. So I'm going to go through the first part of it, but then definitely come back to us and and expound upon it a little bit more, because this is a a really powerful call to action because it builds off of number three for sure, but in a different way, because we need to step back and look at our situations from a non-founders perspective. In other words, outside of the box, Fire Nation. Once you're able to separate yourself from that founder persona, identify if you're still excited about the direction your company or project is headed. This is so critical in so many different ways. I mean, I know the massive reality of opportunity costs with entrepreneurs. Massive, massive, massive. You know, we as entrepreneurs only have time you know so much time limited only we have so much bandwidth and energy and if we continue down a path that we shouldn't be headed down we're wasting that massive opportunity cost that could better be else that could be better spent elsewhere and that is critical and then also we have this thing as entrepreneurs it's called the sunk cost bias and for us you know anybody that's ever invested in stocks we hate selling when our stocks dip below where we bought it because we feel like we we've sunk money in there and we want to rec- cover that a minimum just like you know if you get to two and a half years of law school you you just want to finish that last semester because you've sunk in two and a half years but for entrepreneurs that can be kryptonite because that six months that you've you know potentially wasted going down the wrong path anyways could have been so better used in other areas so kate take this call to action build upon it a little bit and you know again i i I guess i I did just kind of share that we're going to talk a little more about accountability and mastermind in a couple seconds so you know maybe tie that in
2: for sure. I think that along with the call to action, you know, you talked about taking a step back, looking at your situation from a non-founder's perspective and, you know, really asking yourself as, as somebody who's separated from that, if you're still feeling excited. And I think to, you know, a, another piece of that is also asking yourself, like, do you feel like you're making progress? Because Sometimes as attached as we can get to our ideas, we're so passionate about it. We put so much into it. Like you've just talked about, John. Sometimes it's really about just looking at the data, looking at the facts and asking ourselves if we've gotten any closer to where we said we wanted to be. You know, a lot of people don't like the word goals. They, they don't agree with setting goals. I think it's important whatever you look at, at goals as. Um, you know, wherever you're looking to get with what it is that you're creating. I think it's so important to have those because that's what's going to help us determine whether or not we're making that progress. That's what's going to help us determine whether or not we should stay the course or whether it's time to pivot. Because when push comes to shove, if you're not making progress what's the point of what you're doing? You're just spinning your wheels. You're going to become incredibly frustrated and it's going to be, you know, not an enjoyable spiral that you're going to be on. And, you know, to to even further what you mentioned, accountability partners and masterminds, sometimes what it takes is talking to somebody who, you know, is not in your business and just asking them, please be brutally honest with me right now. What do you think about the path that I'm on right now And what do you think about the progress that I've made, given that I've just told you where I started, where I am now, and where I want to be? If you don't have those milestones or those checkpoints to check in with yourself and to perhaps present to somebody else to ask them their opinion, you're going to have such a hard time determining which of those three things you want to do, stay the course, pivot, or you know, it's time to scratch it. So John, given all of that, let's talk about the challenge that we have.
0: (laughs) Okay. I want to go a little off topic real quickly, because I don't know why this really just pricked my ears up. But that phrase, when push comes to shove, if you really kind of break it down, that's a pretty interesting statement. I mean, We've all heard it. We all know what it means in a sense. Like we get the feeling that's evoked when we say when push comes to shove. But to me, you know, like a push and a shove is the same thing. So that's kind of like saying, you know, when jump go- comes to skip, <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know why that, stepped, that jumped out of me, but I did put a little uh, Google search. And I love it. It says, when the pressure is on, when the situation is critical or urgent, when the time has come for action, even if it is difficult, he is not particularly a talented builder. But when push comes to shove, he can usually get the job done. And I love the usually in there.
2: (laughs) What, What was the first thing that you said?
0: When the pressure is on.
2: When the pressure is on, yeah. I mean, that's a perfect descriptor. So what do you, I mean, but when you think about it, though, if you visually imagine somebody like pushing someone versus shoving them, it's like, all right, I'm not just going to give you a little push here. You need a shove.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when push turns to shove, it might be even a better little way of putting it. <laughs> so the challenge, Fire Nation, read Seth Godin's The Dip. Read that book. If you've read it, read it again. It's an easy, quick read. And then sit down and set goals that your business has to hit over the next six months in order to justify the continuance of your current path. Set high goals, set high expectations, and be harsh when it comes to that six-month point and looking back, reflecting upon what you've done the last six months. And if you weren't able to hit those goals, despite really getting specific and dedicated to it, then you might know that the time to pivot or quit has come. That can really be uh, a clear identifier for you. So Kate, what say you?
2: Get that proof of concept. I love that. I mean, if we think about this in terms of Podcasters Paradise, that's something that we said, you know, on our proof of concept webinar, webinar, are we going to bring in X amount of people into this membership today? And if not, it's time to move on. It's time to pivot. It's such an important thing to do, whether it be a project in your business or your business as a whole, because unfortunately, I, well, meh. Unfortunately, it was a great experience. (laughs) With Kate's copy, you know, I was faced with my first entrepreneurial venture deciding whether to continue on with that, or whether it was time to scrap it and leave. And I decided it was time to scrap it and leave. I wasn't getting where I wanted to be in the time that I had given myself. And so I knew that from not being where I wanted to be that it was time to just move on. So, John... I feel like we need a pretty good drum roll in here right now.
0: <laughs> drum roll, please.
2: <laughs> All right. What is our number one lesson learned?
0: Relationships are everything. Fire Nation, those three words need to be seared and printed. Gosh, tattooed on your body if you're that serious. Because the relationships that I have built over 1,000 episodes are the reason why Entrepreneur on Fire Establish its initial momentum, and has continued to build upon that momentum like that snowball rolling down the hill. Fire Nation, relationships are everything.
2: I feel like so many questions that we get on the live podcast workshop and emails from Fire Nation, so many of the questions point to this you know, John, how did you get your first guest for Entrepreneur on Fire? John, how did you start building a, you know, affiliate? How how did you come to recommend these products and services to your audience? Um, so many of these really frequently asked questions that we get, all point back to relationships. And, you know, the unfortunate thing for some people is that, I don't think relationship building comes naturally. Do you think so, Joan?
0: No, it's tough. It was tough for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, and, and seeing that it's tough for you is even speaks to the point that it's probably really, really tough for other people because you are very open and, you know, approachable and, and fun guy. You're fun. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that for you is probably... Uh, even a bit easier than for some people to build a relationship. So with such an important topic, knowing that this isn't something that comes naturally, perhaps it's something that you kind of work on. Let's talk about the call to action that we have for people today. Call
0: to action, Fire Nation. Write down 10 influencers that you admire in your niche. These are influencers, Fire Nation, who are where, you want to be. That's critical. And this is where a lot of people mess up. It has to be influencers that you admire in your niche who are where you want to be and would like to establish a relationship with. And then next to their names, write down why a relationship could be mutually beneficial, not just beneficial to you, mutually beneficial.
2: And what do you think is maybe so let's say that somebody is just starting out. They know their niche, but they actually haven't really started following anybody. What are maybe some ways that people could even start searching for these people that could potentially be their influencers?
0: So a great way to do that is to, number one, search the top X conferences and then whatever your niche is top 10 conferences for fitness, top 10 con- conferences for entrepreneurs, top 10 conferences for gardeners, and then go to the actual websites of these conferences, whether they are past present or future, it doesn't matter. Go to the speakers page and look at the speakers. Those speakers who have been invited to speak at those conferences are influencers, are authority figures, have credibility. They are probably bringing pretty much awesome value to the table, otherwise they wouldn't be there. And go to their contact page, go to their web page. click on their about me or contact page and reach out to them directly through that manner.
2: Well, this you're kind of busting into our challenge a little bit. That's true. A little bit there. (laughs) But you kind of talk like you've done this before.
0: That was how I got my first like 80 interviews for Entrepreneur on Fire. I, I got the list out, you know, and I said, hey, these are a couple people that I really want on the show. Where are these people speaking? So if you just have one or two influencers, then find where they're speaking at conferences. And then you can see the list of other speakers at those conferences.
2: Awesome. So let's dive into that challenge.
0: Start following 10 influencers on social media, liking, commenting, retweeting, sharing their content, being a follower of value. Then you can reach out to them after 30 days, after 60 days of them seeing your avatar, of them seeing your comments and responding to you when you're you know, giving a really well thought out comment on their blog post. And then you can reach out to them with a opportunity of a value exchange, say, hey, hey, You know, Kate, I've been loving your blogs. They've been amazing. You know, I I really feel like you're delivering so much value. It must be a lot of work. You know, I have this great guest post outline, which is specific to your audience. So will just come with an idea. Say, hey, look, I've already spent time creating an outline for Fire Nation. I mean, then Kate's eyes are pricking up. She's saying, wow, like her ears are pricking up. She's saying, wow, like this is somebody that spent time and put energy into a Fire Nation specific post. I love these couple, another couple ideas. Create an info infographic for them. There are great tools out there where you can become pretty quickly and easily an infographic ninja where they actually look good. And you can say, hey, this is completely for you. Here's the embed code. I don't even want to mention on it. I just want to provide value to you. And then another idea that I came up with was turn one of their epic blog posts into a slide share presentation, and then again, hand them the keys to that slide share presentation, no strings attached. That's how you're gonna provide value. That's how you're gonna become a person of interest to them. That's how you're gonna build relationships by just being that person of value. Kate, what say you?
2: This is such a great challenge. And I can think of so many times when people have reached out and they're trying, but they're using this templated response or approach to reaching out. So let's just let's just stop and think, okay? How can you be memorable? How can you be unique? How can you not send somebody the same email that you've sent to 15 other people? When you start following these 10 influencers, how can you stay maybe top of mind for them in some way, shape or form? How can you become memorable to them? And John, I think this is very much through what you've been talking about. You know, don't follow them for two days and retweet and be, you know, really present for just a little bit. I mean, do this consistently over a period of time. Add value to them in a unique way. If you're going to reach out and just use templates and go for quantity versus quality and these really true relationships, it's not going to get you anywhere. Using templates, reaching out to people. I mean, I've had people reach out to me and say, Kate, I am just loving your blog. I've been reading it, you know, for X amount of days. One of my favorite posts was this one. And then they'll link to like a guest post that wasn't even a post that I wrote myself. So, I mean, really think about the way that you're reaching out to people and give them the time that they deserve. I mean, this is another human being, another person that you've just said is an influencer for you. Give them the time that they deserve. Great challenge. Love it. John, how do you want to wrap this up? This was our top five what do you have to put a bow on it
0: well i mean let's be honest this is episode 1000 entrepreneur on fire was built on a couple key pillars you know and one of the pillars is the value of the story and specifically within that story are the failures lessons learned the story of the aha moments and the steps taken to turn those aha moments into success and then of course another key pillar is the lightning round so i think we should end with a little
2: bow on that Fire Nation, with that said, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors.
0: It's one thing to get prospects to your website, but it's quite another to give them great user experience and engage them so they'll stick around. You might find yourself wondering how it all works. Ranking in organic search results, designing your site so that it represents your brand, which theme is the best. How do I optimize my site so I'm not missing out on turning my prospects into leads? Good news. You don't have to spend hours of your own time searching 10 different places for answers to these questions and resources that can help. Because when you host with HostGator, they offer all of this in in one place. Everything from 24-7 live support to one-click WordPress installs, an easy-to-use website builder or a design professional you can hire to do the work for you, plus marketing services. Yes, all in one place. Visit HostGator.com slash fire30 for a 30% discount today. That's HostGator.com slash fire and the number 30. We wear many hats as entrepreneurs, but you and I both know we simply can't do it all. As an example, do you ever struggle with finding marketing tactics that actually work? DigitalMarketer.com is a marketing blog, and guess what? They actually do the stuff they write about. A teacher who's actually doing what they're teaching. Pretty awesome. They aren't just ordinary researchers. They don't just talk about marketing. They do marketing. DigitalMarketer.com shares marketing tactics that work. Right now, you can get complimentary instant access to DigitalMarketer.com's Ultimate Digital Marketing Toolbox, which includes the Ultimate Facebook Ad Template Library. That's seven proven Facebook ad campaigns that create low-cost, high-converting ads on demand. The GLF Email Series, a pre-written three-part email campaign proven to get more opens, clicks, and sales from your subscribers. And the ultimate social media swipe file, 72 proven headline formulas to get more clicks from Facebook, Twitter, and your blog. Visit digitalmarketer.com slash fire to access the ultimate digital marketing toolbox today.
2: John, are you prepared for the lightning round? I just lit the firecrackers. Let's blow this place
0: to (laughs) kingdom come.
2: (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
0: So truly for the first 30 years of my life, I didn't even have a vague understanding of what entrepreneurship looked like, of what it sounded like, of what it smelled. I didn't even know what an entrepreneur did. It was like this vague word of like a knight, you know, in the medieval times. I thought it was a fictional character character. And it wasn't until I started reading books like Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill. And I always want to say Napoleon Dynamite, which would always not be good. (laughs) But that's when I said, you know what? I get it for the first time ever. And that was at like age 30.
2: What's the best advice you've ever received?
0: My man, Albert Einstein said, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And Fire Nation the first thirty years of my life consisted of me trying to be successful. Law school, corporate finance, commercial real estate, failure, failure, failure. When I flipped it on his head and said, I'm just going to provide free, valuable, consistent value content to my listeners, to you, Fire Nation. That's when the success started.
2: So powerful. What's a personal habit you believe contributes to your success?
0: Morning routine, without a doubt, Fire Nation. What does your morning look like? To me, that's going to be a huge understanding and education for anybody seeing your morning routine on the type of success that you have in life. For me, a 35-minute power walk, first thing, non-negotiable. I got the cobwebs in the morning like everybody else. That shakes out those cobwebs coming back doing some stretching exercises that are really critical making some bulletproof coffee sitting down you know taking a deep breath not jumping right into other people's agendas which is email which is social media but you know maybe reading something that I find inspiring which to be honest usually revolves around my Providence College Friar basketball team Mm -hmm. but something that I always look forward to sipping on my coffee and then I can say okay I've had me time it's been about an hour with my 35 minute walk with my slow making of the uh, bulletproof coffee with my reading of a couple cool articles, now I can jump into the day with a smile and that morning routine is critical.
2: Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? Oh my God, I was going to say Evernote. <laughs> <laughs> I love when my guests say that. I'm like, Can I still say Evernote? Duh, of course you're
0: going to say Evernote like every other person. That's why I have to put this in here. So my <laughs> internet resource is Sleep Cycle. I don't think it's ever been mentioned on the thousand episodes of Entrepreneur on Fire. I love this. Uh, this is something that I had on my Android for a long time that I got a new i6 plus and I'm like, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to download it right away. Cause you know, the app's a dollar 99. I don't want to pay for it again. And, <laughs> and, uh, I was just like, okay, I'm going to buy it again. And so then after like a week of not using it, I went back to using it and man, what sleep cycle is in a nutshell is you want to put it in airplane mode because you don't want it to actually be like buzzing signals around while you're sleeping. Cause it actually goes right at to the top left or right hand corner of your bed under the sheets. Like again, whatever side you sleep on, you just put it face down there under the sheets, tuck it in there. Like, you know, snuggling with you, put it under your pillow And you fall asleep. And the beautiful thing is you tell it when you want to wake up. Say it's 6.30. It'll say, okay, we're going to wake you up between 6 and 6.30 when your REM cycle cycle is at the lightest. And I'm telling you, it is such a game changer. Instead of being ripped out of deep REM sleep, you are nudged. You're you're basically awake anyways when the alarm goes off because of your ebbs and flows of sleep and you're you're waking up so much happier on the right side of the bed, so to speak. Sleep Cycle, give it a try. It has so many great benefits. It tells you your heart rate, it tells you, you know, if you're moving around too much at night and gives you tips. It's amazing.
2: I want to test this when I'm not here so that we can see if there's any difference. <laughs> <That'd be interesting. laughs> John, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why?
0: The book that I would recommend has also never been recommended on Entrepreneur on Fire, but it's a completely free uh, book, at least a free guide to start. And then this book is very reasonable on Amazon as well. It's called The Fire Path by Kate Lynn Erickson. (laughs) Kate, who would you say The Fire Path is for?
2: The Fire Path is for you, if you are just starting out on your journey or perhaps you've been on your journey for some time and you're feeling like you don't have the right steps in place, you don't have the right process in place to really gain that momentum, that traction, to really start growing your audience. If you feel like you've been spinning your wheels, if you feel like you are overwhelmed and you have way too many steps to take and you're not sure which is the most important next step to take, then The Fire Path is for you. It's going to help you get that growth going.
0: Wow. Love it.
2: Thefirepath.com. Thanks for that. (laughs) You're welcome. John, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days?
0: So I've had a lot of answers to this question, obviously. I've answered it a few times myself when I've been uh, episode 150 and 333 when I was interviewed. The reality is is pretty awesome because I've had guests prepare significant answers to this and absolutely crush it, and I love their prepared answers. But my favorite, and the one that I knew the minute I heard it is exactly what I would do too, was completely off the cuff because it was Gary Vaynerchuk and he never prepares for interviews. He never looks at questions. So he had he had no idea what was coming. And he just looked at the mic for a second because we were on video, so I could tell. And he said, "I would throw a party. Like I would just throw a party and I'd invite everybody and that's exactly what I would do at Fire Nation. I would get there, I would say, "Hey, I'm going to go to meetup.com. I'm going to post" party at x address you know this is after going to a couple restaurants and finding one that was willing to allow me to have a couple hundred people at their restaurant in return for me providing appetizers and maybe a drink ticket or two whatever my $500 could 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 spare actually 400 because I want $100 left over because I would be the host of that party welcoming people in by name saying hey I'm John I'm actually throwing this party you know I'm new in town Um, and by the way, like, I hope you enjoy yourself. I'll catch up with you later. And then I would just introduce myself to everybody as they came in to all the entrepreneurs in the area. And then I'd make my rounds throughout the party. And my goal would be just to say, Hey, you know, within the next couple of days, I'd love to take you out for a cup of coffee. You know, I'm going to have some, some valuable things to share. And those people that said, yes, I would make sure that I research them to have some things of value to share, build relationships, at those coffees with my last $100. And I know that those relationships, going back to number one, the most important things are relationships. Those relationships would get me to where I needed to be so I could find the right person that I wanted to become an apprentice for. Again, my food and shelter is taken care of. I don't have to worry about that part of it. So I can just go work for this, for this person for free, learn from them, Um, build, build my knowledge, build my knowledge base and just build everything that I need to eventually be ready to break off on my own and crush it. So that's what I do.
2: Always coming back to the relationships, (laughs) which leads me into, John, you always end Entrepreneur on Fire by saying, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you've been hanging out with me and JLD today. So keep up the heat. What do you say to that? Why is this so important? And why do you wrap every single episode with this?
0: Kate, that was your chance. You could have said, what say you? (laughs) 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 So masterminds are so incredibly important. And oftentimes your mastermind, if you do it right does end up being the five people you spend the most time with. And for me, every single Wednesday, I meet with Greg Hickman of Mobile Mixed. I meet with Rick Mulready of Rickmalready.com And we have an hour video Skype where we are just putting each other on the hot seat. We are sharing successes. We're holding each other accountable. Absolutely critical. Once every month or so as well here in San Diego, Kate and I are both involved in an in-person masterminds with people like Pat Flynn, Stephanie Burns, Caleb Wojcik, Rick Mulready, awesome other entrepreneurs as well, where we get together in person and just hang out. And you know, this coming Wednesday, um, we are having a bunch of people over, all of which I admire greatly in the entrepreneurial space. Omar Nicole Zenholm, we have uh, Michael O'Neill, we have um, Mario Brown with his wife Maria, we have Awesome. Nick Unsworth and Megan Ann, they're coming over and we're hosting a little dinner party. I mean, these are the people that we choose to spend the most time with and it elevates our game. So nothing is more important than having that mastermind. Nothing's more important than having that accountability partner or partners. And I've seen so much value. And Kate, you actually just got back from uh, a trip to, from, uh, to Vancouver uh, to hang out with your uh, sister from another Mr. Jill Stanton. So talk about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, Jill and I have started an amazing kind of, it's kind of a mix of accountability and mastermind in one because... You know, we chat with each other about what's going on in our business. We ask one another for advice, but we also hold each other accountable. You know, Jill and I told each other when we started this, you know, partnership together, if you want to call it that, whatever you want to call it, Mastermind Accountability Partnership, you know, we told each other what our goals were and they were smart goals. You know, we were specific and measurable and we made attainable ones and time relevant ones. And so we check each other on those every single time we chat. You know, how much closer are you to your goal? You said you wanted to do X in this amount of time. Where are you at with that? And that's so powerful to have somebody else check in with you on that kind of stuff. It's powerful to even just know in your mind that the next time you meet with that person, they're going to be asking you about it. So you're going to want to do that extra push to you know, get one step closer so that you can report back on that. And even just the ideas that are generated, hearing other people talk about what's working for them in their business. I mean, the benefits are really endless. John, wouldn't you agree?
0: I would agree 100%. I mean, Amy Porterfield, no less, has been an absolute stand-in for a couple of your masterminds. She sees the benefit in that so much. So, I mean, when you have people of that level saying, hey, can I, can I drop in you know, for a chat or two every now and then? I mean, that just shows the power of masterminds.
2: Big time. And you know, it's a huge uh, topic that Pat Flynn talks about a lot. I mean, the top entrepreneurs in our space are focusing on this, concentrating on this. So, you know, there's something to it. We're not alone in talking about this. All right, John, Fire Nation, that wraps up episode 1000. (laughs) So head on over to eofire.com and type John Lee in the search bar and our show notes page will pop right up. John, thank you so much for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side.
0: Ignite! Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Are you ready to rock your own webinar? Visit thewebinarcourse.com and sign up for our free 10-day webinar course today. Have an inspired day and ignite. Alright, if you're still listening, you're either a super fan or you're on a treadmill on a run and you just can't quite get to that next button, or maybe both. But I just wanted to jump back in here for a super extra, super secret thank you. Because it's you, Fire Nation, who have encouraged me, inspired me to go above and beyond, to keep the seven-day-a-week format, even when, man, times got tough. And here I am at episode 1000s. The emails that I get from all of you who have been inspired and are now inspiring others, that ripple effect that I talk about it is happening every day before my very eyes. I just can't say enough for everything that you've done for the part of my life that you now are. I'm truly touched. I'm truly inspired. And because of you, I truly am prepared to ignite. Love you guys.